In this episode, we're speaking to Whitney Alexandra. She is a performance coach for top women entrepreneurs who want to create limitless wealth and a fabulous life beyond their wildest desires. She has spent the past 20 plus years helping her powerful business owners unlock their peak potential. Through her signature approach rooted in evidence-based performance coaching strategies, Whitney's clients experience transformational shifts in a fraction of the time often up-leveling every area of their lives and businesses in a matter of mere months. In 2023, Whitney was named member of the prestigious Forbes Business Council as a thought leader and a contributor to on their on the global platform. Whitney is focused on opening up higher level conversations and connections to women entrepreneurs all over the world. Let's speak to Whitney and find out how she changed her life by changing her mindset. Let's find out. Money Mindset with Girl Khan podcast will help you to break free from your limiting beliefs, reverse your money shame and blast through your money blocks so that you can live a life of unlimited abundance. In this podcast, we will talk about energy tools and mindset strategies that will help you to understand and change your relationship with money, whether you're in a job, profession or working on your passion. Change your relationship with money to change your life. I'm your host, Gul Khan. Let's get started. Welcome, welcome. This is Gul Khan, your money mindset expert. And today I'm so excited. I'm speaking to the beautiful, the lovely, the wonderful Whitney Alexandra. Welcome, Whitney. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Whitney, everyone's heard your intro. They know how fabulous you are, but please, in your own words, tell everybody what it is that you do. So I'm a performance coach. I work mainly with women entrepreneurs. They're in multi six figures, scaling up to seven or past seven figures. And I love to support them on working less, making more money and being fabulous along the way. Wonderful. Wonderful. So talk us through with me. How did you get started? You know, what's your, you know, where did it all begin for you? What made you become a coach? So my start was so unexpected. I started working at an accounting firm as kind of a marketing assistant. Basically, I started, I was sort of thrown to a group of partners, new partners that needed support growing their business. And so I put on a suit, I put on some pearls and I called myself, you know, a business professional, Um, but went in there and ended up staying for five years, working with them to grow, you know, their grow and scale their businesses. And along the way, really found my passion for performance and mindset and helping people do really big things but in an easy way wonderful so so talk us through talk us through your background you know where how did he end up in marketing as well was it was that pre-planned did you study for it how did he end up with that role and then we'll talk through how you you know transitioned over to being self-employed yeah yeah um and so I think for me, marketing was sort of a natural fit in that I love to connect with people and I'm just sort of like a natural self promoter um, or promoter of sorts. And so working with those partners sort of led me to really get interested in strategy and marketing and mindset and, and all of that. And so I spent a good portion of time working with those leaders. And then I joined another organization to kind of do the same thing. Mm. Um, And so about 10 years into my career, I was like, this is it. I've made it. This is like my dream, my dream role, this next thing, this next move that I have. Mm. And that's when the company got sold. And I had just relocated 
you know, you know, those moments in life where you're like, everything is coming together. And then it's like, whoop, everything falls apart. <laughs> everything collapsed. And that was kind of the theme about 10 years into my career. I had been building and doing all of this really important work and grind, grind right? It was like burnout city, I'm sure. Like looking back, I'm like, this was not a healthy pace to be mm. like working at. And so I truly believe everything is happening for you when some yeah. of those big moments shift in life. And so at that moment, when things sort of fell apart with my dream role, that's really when I found like my passion for working with entrepreneurs and performance coaching and that. So I shifted, I started my own business 10 years ago, and then started working with hundreds of entrepreneurs all across Canada. Um, now I work with clients all over the world, but at that time I was, you know, working, doing a little bit more consulting and things like that, helping entrepreneurs scale and yeah, just ma making it easy. I think that's what I've realized through the last 20, now it's been 20 years. So that's what I've realized over the past 20 years is we're capable of so much more than we give ourselves credit for. And sometimes we just don't give ourselves a simple enough roadmap to get there. And so that's really what my big mission is, especially with supporting women entrepreneurs. It's like, let's just make things easier. And could we be fabulous along the way? Like no one wants to do this burnout and hustle and grind stuff anymore. Let's, there's gotta be an easier way. And yeah. so that's a lot of what I spend my time doing now. Wonderful. So talk us through when you, you know, when you had that burnout or about to have the burnout, what was life like and how did you deal with it? I mean, what was you was going through ahead that I, I'm just going to carry on going and eventually stop? What was going through your mind? I just want to, you know, we need to go back to that moment. Yeah, it, great question. Like if I could paint the picture for you, it looked like waking up at 5.30 in the morning and feeling like I was late for work. Right. And like, wow, that's, that's not normal. <laughs> no. Right. It, that is not normal. It also looked like working through lunch, working until like eight or nine in the, in the evening, because, you know, you know, when you're on the cusp of something really big and you're like, I just have to push through, it'll be a little easier next month or next year or this next position. Um, and so that's where I was stuck. It's like, I've got this, ex I've got a really exciting opportunity. I know I have to work hard. The job is too big for one person, but here I am. And so let me just push through. And I think so many of us spend that time pushing, 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 and you don't realize like how exhausting it is until things collapse. And you're like, oh, okay. That was, that was not ideal. <laughs> that was not the ideal work week. Um, and what I really realized during that time was like, am I even excited about what I'm doing right now or the people that I'm working with or the results that I'm getting them mm. is like, that's the thing. It's all energy. So I can, I can work with someone in a, in various different ways, but which is the one that is going to light me up. And I think when you have those moments of collapse or big changes in your life, you really can take the time to get quiet and really mm -hmm. do some inner reflection. So this is how I want to spend my life. And for me at the time, it was such a challenging moment and heart heartbreaking at the time that I was like, I just, I want to be in control of my destiny. And I want to be the person in the driver's seat of the 
next big thing for me. Mm. And that was really, that was really it. It's like, how do I write my own story? And so when you transitioned from there onto self-employment, how did that work? And how did you take the leap of faith? Do you have a plan in motion? I know that you, the company got sold, but were you planning beforehand? I mean, how did it work out for you? And it must have been a huge shift. And people underestimate how much courage it takes to go from being employed to self-employed. It's a it's a completely different uh, it's, it's a completely different ball game, and 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 it has different rules and different rewards, but obviously different responsibilities. Yeah. So let me tell you, there was no plan. (laughs) There was no plan, (laughs) but there was, I think this, this mindset of like, I can figure this out Mm. and really having a network of people at the time where I'm like, okay, can, can you tell me this next step? Can you tell me this next step? And I didn't really know. I think at the time I really didn't know what I was building. I just knew like, not that, mm-hmm. you know? And so that was the most powerful thing at the time was like, I, it was like a completely blank canvas. So there was no plan for me. It's interesting because even when I look back now, a lot of the tools that I use in the practices that I use in my business now and with clients now, I started back then. And I started using them for myself because I needed some of the peace of mind. Because like you said, it's such a big shift to go from a corporate employee to an entrepreneur. And one of the big um, topics related to money for me was like, where's my next client or paycheck coming from? And so I really started to get clear on like, how could I do business development? How could I track you know, sales or work that I'm doing with clients? How do I know that I'm, I'm like safe for at least the next 90 days? That was always my goal. Can I plan for the next 90 days? And it's interesting because even reflecting back, I'm like, girlfriend had no plan. There was no plan that we were not talking about a bunch of money in the bank. That was not the scenario. It was very much like, okay, month to month, but then building up enough of a base that I was like, okay, I can do this. I've done it before building up a bit of that confidence muscle because you're right. It does take courage and you don't even know how much courage it takes till you're in it. Yeah. Yeah. So what I'm hearing is that you took the plunge and was it, was the plunge you know, intentional or was it because of the, the company that you're working for was sold? What was the motivation behind it? You know, there was, it's not like they pushed me out the door right? Like there were other opportunities to go and do something, but it was like a fraction of maybe what I was doing before. Mm -hmm. There was nothing that was interesting, exciting, challenging, nothing, right? It's sort of like if somebody, if you were living this technicolor dream life and all of a sudden someone's like, here's your black and white 2D adventure, you'd be like, no, thanks. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so it was like very, very vanilla. The opportunities that were going to exist moving forward. And so I was like, nope, I think I'm done here and, and sort of forged out to create something on my own, but like best decision, best decision ever hooked. I could never, I would be the worst employee. I could never go back. (laughs) I I think all entrepreneurs feel that way. Once they've tasted freedom, even though it comes with more hard work and people's ideas, oh, when you work for yourself, you work less hours. Uh, No, you work more hours. Um, But it's the freedom that we get by working for ourselves 
and uh, and the, and the develop the development that you do and your character you, the way your character develops the way your confidence develops you know there's so many other skills that develop along with you uh, building mm-hmm. a business that you can never get in a, in an employment situation as simple as that and I could never be and I'll, I'll, I'll make a very very poor employee to be perfectly honest <laughs> myself. I hope you are enjoying today's episode. If you want to learn more about my mindset strategies and energy tools to help you change your money mindset, then please register for my Abundance Mindset Makeover Workshop by visiting www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com. See you inside the workshop. Let's go back to this, This because um, I, I want to open this up because a lot of people think, oh, well, I don't have a plan or I don't have the money. Because I, I do advocate that you, sh- if you are thinking of transitioning over, because a lot of people who listen to this podcast are, you know, stuck in the corporate craze or want to transition over. They've done, they've got as much as they can out of the corporate career. They want to have something more, you know, something more challenging and mm-hmm. whatever. But they get stuck in a loop. Either they don't think they have uh, enough, um, you know, they have got the right opportunity or they procrastinate or they don't have the right plan or or they don't have the right support. There's always an excuse for why they cannot transition over. How do you let go of those excuses? And do you get support from your personal, you know, from your friends, from your family? From Do you have a support network which helps you, you know, come out this other end as well? I would say at that time, less of a support network right? Mm. Just simply because like the online business space 10 years ago wasn't the same. We weren't Zooming. We weren't, you know, podcasts weren't the big thing like they are now. Mm. It was a totally different space. And so Facebook groups were a resource. I met Mm. some like wonderful local people at the time um, through some of those Facebook groups or other online kind of business programs at the time, but we didn't have access. Now you have so much access to masterclasses on demand, workshops, um, all of this. It's almost like you have too too much information sometimes. Um, but I think for anyone who's looking to make the change, who knows they want to make the change, I always think the side hustle is a beautiful thing, mm-hmm. but the side hustle needs to have an expiration date, yeah. right? either by time, you know, setting an actual goal of, okay, next 90 days, six months, one year, whatever it is, because that is extra work. And it's really hard to keep that going Mm. in a, in a way that feels like it's building momentum and not Mm. just one more thing you have to do. Right. So I always, if I'm working with a client who is making that sort of bridge from, being a corporate employee to an entrepreneur, that's always one of the things that we talk about. It's like, okay, what, what is there a way that we can jump right now? Right. Cause that's mm. fastest and easiest. Yeah. If that's not possible, what is the roadmap? Because I think there are some wonderful bridge jobs that people can have using skills that they have freeing up more of their time so that they still have a little bit of that, um, a little bit of the confidence knowing that money is coming in from a trusted kind of source, but also freeing up their time so that they can explore whatever this new adventure is. But yeah, there's never a right time. (laughs) It's like, it will, I always think it will continue to sort of gnaw at you as you sit in your corporate role. And that, that to me is the was the hardest part at the time was thinking like, I think that I want to do something more or bigger or for myself, 
but now's not the right time, maybe later, maybe whatever. And then it's like, you're going to have an opportunity. And so will you be prepared to take that opportunity when it presents itself? I think that, I think that's the key. I think sometimes I, I don't advocate jumping without a plan. I did, but I, you know, my circumstances were such that I had to have something. I had no option. You know, I was, I, I had to either go back into employment or I was, I could do something else and I chose to do something else. But then again, I'm the kind of person because of my kids, I don't know whether I would have had the courage to take the plunge that early on is because I was starting from point zero, I, you know, I, I had no option. I could either start building a career from scratch with him because I've been out for nine years or something different. But I, that's why I'm saying, you know, in someone like me, who's quite correct, you know, who has courage and is courageous and whatever else, I think we, we put too many responsibilities on ourselves, especially when you have young children and we don't want to do anything that may risk their lifestyle or their, mm-hmm. their well being. Having said that, I took the I took a gamble. You can say I, rather than going back to law, I, I started my business and it, it failed miserably initially, and then eventually it took off. And now, I wouldn't be where I am had I not taken that plunge, and it's paid me a hundredfold. It's just it's a completely different um, lifestyle and a completely different area where I am. I, there's no way I could have multiple seven figure businesses if I still as, as a lawyer. That's just not happening. As mm-hmm. much as people think my lawyers make a lot of money, they don't. Okay, um, and I was <laughs> I was in the corporate sector, so it's it's um, you're still an employee as an employee, it doesn't matter how, even if you're making six figures, whereas with your own businesses, the sky's the limit, so to speak. And also mm-hmm. the skills you pick up, the, the growth you have is just a completely different, um, a completely different area. But I think, so I do believe that if you do have children, you have family, don't let that hold you back, but you do need to have a plan. So do I do advocate having a plan, not going in the way I did head, head first, Having said that, far too many people, like you said, get stuck in the in the procrastination mm-hmm. mode. Like, yes, next you know, next year, next year, next year, next year never arrives. I mean, this year, my God, I don't even know where this year's gone. Yes. <laughs> it just seems like <laughs> yesterday was, and I say, I feel like I say this every year, but it seems to be faster and faster. It was like yeah. yesterday was the beginning of the year, and now we're coming up to Christmas again. And where the hell, you know, where the rest of the year go? Where do they go? Yes. So, we are, you know, we, you know, time flies and we don't, we don't even acknowledge mm-hmm. how quickly it does. And all of a sudden, you know, we're turning 60 and we haven't fulfilled our desires and kids have gone off to X, Y, and Z. But if you, I like your idea of working in 90 days. Okay, let's work on 90 day slots. How can we make sure we have the 90 day sorted? And then slowly, slowly, maybe let go of the job, the full-time job, but not go let go of employment, maybe do something part-time or pivot mm-hmm. or do something different. So you still have money coming in while you're building on your on your side hustle. But make sure this expiration date when you that side hustle becomes your main focus and main business. Otherwise, it remains that side hustle. And then for then it pays accordingly that as well. I, yeah. I, I remember hearing quite early on in my career, if you treat a business like a hobby, you'll pay like a hobby. And a oh. lot of people do that, don't they? Yes. Oh, yes. I just think we're always waiting for the perfect time and the perfect idea and the perfect team and the perfect whatever. And there is no such thing as perfect. (laughs) Right. I think everyone starts their business in some way and then we evolve it. Right. We get in, we refine the idea. We're like, actually, that doesn't light me up. I thought I'd want to be I don't know, an event planner, but now I realized I hate events. Okay, great. Let's make that pivot because now you've, you are just going to learn faster and move faster that you've blown through that one idea. That's why I'm always talking to people. What is like the fastest way to do something? And it's not going to be perfect. 
let's just set that aside. <laughs> I, I think that's that's true. I think people people use that as a way, well, I'm a perfectionist, and that becomes their way of procrastinating. And you know, I, I think that you know, fail if you're gonna fail, fail fast. Yes. <laughs> because you are gonna fail, you know. I can think of a gazillion things that I failed at. Um, even now, you know, not everything, not every adventure, or not every and everything I put forward works. But mm-hmm. a lot of the times, I think this is something that you can uh, tell me about. You said you didn't get much support in the beginning, but how many actually people discouraged you? I know that for myself, every aspect, doesn't matter which new thing I've tried, I've had people discourage me, not encourage me, discourage me. Very few people have encouraged me. Of course, one or two people who are, who are still listen to. And they're like, you can do it, you can do it. Do it. And they have no idea what I'm doing. And that's probably the best thing. <laughs> you can do it, girl. you can do it, you can do anything. But most people would discourage you. I, mean, I know my, my, my brother... He doesn't discourage me anymore. He just doesn't encourage me either. He goes, okay, that's it. His answer is to everything I'm doing. Okay, that's it. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> he won't encourage you to go, but initially it was quite, because he knows I'm not going to listen to him anyway. So yeah. <laughs> he saves his breath. But I had enough people discouraging me from doing the things that I wanted to do. Mm. So how did you deal with that? I feel like I didn't have a ton of people discouraging me. I I had a lot of people who were like, okay we're not really sure what that means or how it's going to work. And it seems pretty risky, Mm. but it's, I feel like it's always a reflection of someone else's feelings towards the leap that you're taking or the decision that you're making. So it doesn't, it could be the most brilliant business idea. And you're still going to have people that are like, Ooh, I don't know about working for yourself, (laughs) which is really just a reflection of their own like feelings and belief and stories and whatever. And it's so interesting. It's like you have, you really have to at any stage of business, as you're going through each level of success, you really have to set aside everyone else's thoughts and beliefs and feelings and just know in your heart that you will figure it out. You will, you know, you will figure it out. You will find a way you will find the right people and, you know, that certainly has been true in, in my life and professionally, just the more people that I meet every, every stage of business, I meet more and more better and better, like cheerleaders, people that I hardly know that are like, this is amazing. (laughs) And that's what you want is like surrounding yourself with other people that are going to cheer you on regardless of what you're doing. Um, but I didn't really have, like, I'm blessed. I didn't have a lot of people that were saying, you can't do this. It was more like, mm, tell me more. And you could tell they were nervous, right? And that's the thing. It's like entrepreneurship is the great divide between people that can like go and be self-starters, independent, you know, work for themselves, figure it out. And that group that's like, mm, I think I would like the comfort and the security of a full-time job when the irony is like, it's not always secure and it's not always stable and it's not always a safe place to be. So that's, that is the dilemma. Wonderful. Now, now we're going to wrap this up. Tell us Whitney, where can we find you? How can you connect with you on the internet? So I love to hang out on Instagram. I'm on Instagram all the time. (laughs) Feel free to slide into my DMs or follow me. I'm Whitney.Alexandra on Instagram. And then my website's WhitneyAlexandra.co. Wonderful. So if you're listening to us on the podcast, the links that Whitney has just mentioned and all her other social media um, handles will be on the show notes. And if you're watching us on YouTube, then 
down below in the description section we'll have all the links she just mentioned as well along with her social media handles go check her out and see how she can help you scale up from six figures to multiple seven and beyond well thank you so much for joining us today with me we have to hurry back for money talkies but today thank you so much for your time thank you for having me and thank you for listening to me and Winnie today on Friday Future. I will be back with another amazing guest finding out how they changed their life by changing their mindset. Until the next time we meet, this is Girl Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now. If you want to learn more about my energy tools and mindset strategies, then please visit my website www.gulkhan.com and if you want to take part in our five-day abundance mindset makeover workshop where I deep dive into energy tools for abundance then please go to www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com and register. I look forward to being your mentor in the next workshop and if you want to learn about the spiritual laws of money then go and get my book Laws of Money from www.lawsofmoney.com. Until the next time we meet, this is Girl Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now.